Welcome to another episode of Mission Connect, a podcast brought to you by Passion to Reach Ministries, designed to equip you to connect with God's mission for your life. I'm Emily James, your host, and here with co-host Passion to Reach Ministries, president and founder, Fanu Ipe. Hey, Pastor Fanu. Hey, Emily. I am so excited to be on the Mission Connect podcast. Wow. So exciting. And you know what? I'm actually excited about our guest, and I know you're going to talk about it in a moment, but I can't wait to introduce our guest mm-hmm. to all our listeners today. This is just a reminder to all our listeners, the purpose of this podcast is to connect you with the mission of God for your life and to equip you to connect others to their mission with God. So Pastor Fanu, why do you believe this is important to connect with the mission of God? Well, you know, Em, I think Jesus, you know, his life was amazing because Jesus was so uh, missional. You know, he came for a mission. He didn't just exist. And and it's incredible when we think about how Jesus has changed literally the story of humanity. And yet he did it in 33 and a half years. And out of the 33 and a half years, really, it was just three and a half years of focused ministry that he did when he spoke and he shared God's love and he prayed for the sick. And, and so I think one of the things that made Jesus amazing and so effective was that he had a mission. You know, I remember this one a time when the disciples said to Jesus, you know, uh, people were asking him, hey, why don't you just stay in this town? Because great things are happening. You can just hang out here. Everybody loves you and maybe start a church here. It's going to be great. And Jesus says, no, no, I was sent to preach this gospel to many other towns and cities. So he had a sense of purpose and mission. And I think a lot of times, you know, we have people that find Christ and they love God and they're probably going to make it to heaven. So that's not even the point if they have a relationship with God, but they live their lives without really making an impact for God in this world. And so, you know, our desire, our heart at Passion Reach Ministries and through this podcast is to help people discover the fact that God has a mission for them and that if they will embrace the mission, God can do incredible things through their life. Excellent. And you talked about having a special guest speaker with us today. So we're so excited to introduce you to one of our uh, guest speakers. And this is a great way as we bring in different speakers on this podcast for people to learn how others have connected to the mission of God. Absolutely. And I think this is one of the reasons we do have guests ever so often on the podcast, because people need to know it's not just, you know, special people, specific people, uh, you know, specially gifted people that can be used by God, that there's people all over the place that have discovered came from very normal ordinary backgrounds but at some point discovered that hey I think God has a plan for my life and I think God wants to do something through my life and I think I actually want to give myself over to God and say God do what you want to do through me you know I'm available and I think uh, that's going to be hopefully inspirational to those that listen to this podcast. Excellent. And so for today, we have a youth pastor from West End Worship Center here in Etobicoke, Ontario. He was actually a hip hop artist before he was a youth pastor. Yeah. So he goes by the name of Pastor Steph, but he also is known as Rock. That was his stage name. Pastor Rock. I love the way that sounds. Wow. So he's going to be talking to us today about uh, his experience and someone that was very influential in his life that helped him connect to the mission of God in his life. And then also how he has inspired and empowered youth to connect to their mission. Absolutely. I think, you know, being a youth pastor, I think that's one of the greatest things about being able to speak into the lives of young people because the potential they have is incredible. And you never know what God could do through their life because of the input that you have. So, no, I'm, I'm excited to have Pastor Steph on. So you want to bring him on now? Yes, let's bring him on. Welcome to the show, Pastor Steph. Hello, hello, Emily. Hey, Pastor Afinu. Uh, pa- pastor Rock, man. We're so excited to have you on the show. <laughs> thank uh, listen, you, thank can you. I call you Pastor Rock for the rest of this vlog? Sure, if you want okay? to. Okay, <laughs> great. We'll do that. Okay, so uh, Emily, why don't you... So 
sort of connect uh, us with some of something what you know, uh, uh, the background that Pastor Steph comes from and and how he connected with God's mission. Yeah, so why don't you tell us a sto- the story, Pastor Steph, about um, who was really influential in your life and helped you to really uh, get connected to God's mission? What brought you from being a hip-hop artist and how that uh, helped you connect to God's mission and then move into being a youth pastor as well? Well, um, I guess we'll all start from my, my mother. Uh, my mother is a passionate uh, lover of Jesus. She her, her story is basically she rededicated her life to the Lord when she was pregnant with me. And so I pretty much was born and raised in the church and just being a part of church culture, Sunday school, Wednesday night, Friday night, everything that had to do with church. And that's what I knew. I just knew church. Now, um, is that a good thing or a bad thing? Well, it's a bad thing if you just attend. Um, it's a good thing because you've been introduced to the gospel and you have the opportunity to respond. But as a child, I went through the, you know, the lessons, listened to lessons and uh, been a part of all the things but never actually made a solid commitment and it wasn't until I was 11 years old when I remember I was 11 years old it was the um, first uh, Sunday of the year and it was just a commitment I knew what the gospel was I knew that if I said yes you know I'm going to follow Jesus I had to be serious so as a child I was like I'm not going to make that decision unless I'm serious and when I was 11 I made that decision and I decided to say okay I'm going to give my life to the Lord Uh, unfortunately I wasn't necessarily really discipled and learned a lot about what that really meant so I spent my my teenage years just attending church like I was always doing um, and it wasn't until I was in my young adult years before I started getting a little bit more serious and saying you know what I really want to read this Bible and know it I really want to you know talk to the Lord and really know that he's hearing from me and have this as authentic relationship so but do you really believe that at that moment at the age of 11 that you did you know, receive Christ into your life and that you were born again? Did you feel like that was a real experience for you at that time? For me, it was because um, I I knew that I didn't have to put up my hand. I didn't have to pray the prayer. I didn't have to say, okay, I'm a Christian. I made that decision on my own. I wasn't conjured into it. I wasn't, you know, manipulated at all. I, it was just that once I've been to literally hundreds of services, but that one service I said, you know what? I'm making commitment. I just didn't know how to really walk it out. You know, so. I just want to, you know, encourage everyone that's listening uh, right now, uh, even just listening to Pastor Steph, you know, I made a commitment, uh, Pastor Steph, when I was seven years old. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now I'm sure, I always say this, I'm sure that at that point, you know, the adults in my life, my parents or other people around me probably thought, eh, he doesn't really understand what he's doing. But it's incredible how the gospel message is so simple and, and it's so powerful when Holy Spirit speaks to a heart. It doesn't matter what the age is. And I, I'll never forget waking up one morning with a tract, with a gospel tract that really spoke to my heart the night before. Woke up before anybody else because I was embarrassed that anyone else would see me praying at home. So I woke up before everybody else, went on the couch. I still remember memorizing the prayer because I didn't want to. See, I wasn't as, as I don't know, theologically sound as you are. So I was like, <laughs> man, I better get everything on this tract right. So I memorized the prayer and I prayed it. And I remember what I felt that morning. That mm-hmm. I, like literally it was like, heaven came down into my heart. Mm. And from that day, I can always remember knowing that I was a Christian, I belonged to Jesus, and that he lived inside of me. Wow. <laughs> so I just, I just put that out there to say, you know what, you never know what God is doing in the life, even of young people yeah, uh, and right. children maybe even, uh, if you can just faithfully share Christ with them. That's right, right, that's right. So let's go from, you know, you made that commitment to the Lord and then you're going through your teenage years and we all sort of, I suppose, struggle with our faith when you get into that, that age group, uh, you know, 15, 16, 17 or so. But at some point, you've, uh, you obviously discovered God's mission for your life and, mm-hmm. and, and you talked about your mom a little bit. Was there a significant moment maybe that 
you can remember where you know something happened that sort of really stood out to you and transitioned you to to focus on fulfilling God's mission for your life? Well, to be honest, my mom has has just been faithful. She was always a faithful uh, believer. She went to church every time she could. Uh, she served. She was a passionate servant, and she just believed. You know in God and wanted to live her life for God. My mom was not a deep theologian. My mom didn't understand the Bible inside and out, but what she did believe and what she did understand, she lived out. And so I constantly saw that living in the same house with her over the years, just realizing that, you know, she's she's not the, the stereotypical, you know, Christian who slips up left, right, and center, and then acts a certain way on Sunday. She lived it throughout her, her days, her, her months and her weeks. Um, unfortunately, she passed away just a little over a year ago. Um, and um, it was it's still kind of a tragic situation for me. But as I look back on the life of my mom, I realized that, mm-hmm. you know, she was the pinnacle of somebody who lived missionally. Uh, she didn't understand. Uh, my mom passed away at 73. Uh, she didn't understand, you know, having a, a, per- a personal purpose, you know, driven statement or anything like that. She just lived her life for God. So I see that this was a, a perfect model of somebody who every single day, not just on Sunday morning, but every single day, loving others, reaching out to others, um, praying for people. Um, and it inspires me to, to know that, hey, like you live your life 24 seven for Jesus. Mm-hmm. And uh, for me that, I, I mean, there's many other people who have inspired me, but nobody can, can take it home like mom. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. And Tell us about your journey to becoming a youth pastor. So obviously at some point you discovered a call, a sense of, you had a sense of call and you sort of uh, followed that. Sometimes we stumble upon God's calling upon our life even, but tell us what that journey was like for you. <laughs> that was a kind of a funny story. Um, long story short, I, I think like deep down in my heart as a kid, I was like, being a pastor, that's one thing I would never want to do. Like I had this <laughs> inside of me of like, oh my gosh, like that's, that's the hardest job in the world because in my eyes, pastors were perfect and they never messed up. And I knew as a 11, 12, 13 year old kid, like I didn't fit that model. And so I kind of just always stayed away from things that had to do with being pastoral. As I, uh, later on in life in my, my later teens, I started getting serious and spending time just reading the Bible. And I committed to like reading half an hour a day, which sounds really like out there, but I said, you know what? I watch TV. At the time, I was watching like a good four, five, six hours of TV every single day. I said, you know what? I'm going to take a time slot of watching a television show, half an hour television show. I'm going to read the Bible, whether I understand it or not. And I forced myself to. And as I continued to learn God's word, I had a hunger to learn more. And I had a desire to go to Bible school to learn more, not to become a pastor, but to learn more. Mm. And as I did that, I actually did that behind closed doors. Nobody knew that I attended Bible school. Uh, Mm -hmm. Funny story even I had I had applied and it was uh, day one on a Monday and I was packing up to go and mom's like where are you going I said uh, I'm going to Bible school okay bye and I left and <laughs> so I I just wanted to go just to learn more of God but wow. as I started learning more God just started opening my eyes to a lot of different experiences and things and um, opportunities arose for me to you know serve in a church and Lo and behold, I just had a heart to just lead our, our church, our where the church, the current the church that I was at. I had a heart to lead and be a youth pastor there, which was interesting because we never had a youth pastor. We only had committees of people who ran youth groups, but for some reason, it was my heart to lead as a youth pastor. And you know, one thing led to another, and one time I was a I was approached by our senior pastor saying that he was praying and he really saw that God had me here to be a youth pastor. And from that day forward uh, until now, I've been serving as a youth pastor. 
So now as a youth pastor, how do you take what you've learned from your mother who was a huge influence in your life, also this desire to learn, to, to grow in your own relationship with Christ and understand God's purpose for you specifically, how do you take that now and help the youth that you pastor to connect with their mission to Christ? Well, I, I think it kind of goes back to when I started doing uh, Christian hip hop. Um, when I was growing in my faith and I was at a local church and all of my friends like all my guy friends, they were all talented in certain and different things. Uh, one can play the drums, one can play, you know, one can sing, one can play guitar, all these different instruments. And I, I remember just sitting there one time, they were all jamming and doing their thing. And I just kind of felt useless. It, it sounds really weird. And I just sat there. And while they were jamming to all the music, I just kind of sat there and I said, Lord, if you can use anything, could you just like use me too? Because I didn't feel like I was doing anything. And um, I At just... At the time, were you a hip hop Wait, were you in hip hop or you were no, just watching them? No, I was just watching them. Oh, okay, I was okay. watching them. I was just listening to Christian hip hop here and there. And then, you know, I just started writing things. And as I started writing, I decided to share it with some of my guys who were playing instruments. And then like, yo, this sounds like a song. Let's do this. And I performed. And then it kind of just spiraled into like now people were calling me to come to a youth concert or calling me to become come to a youth event to perform and then i had a lot of interact with a lot interaction with a lot of young people and i can start to see that god was using the gift that i was using and kind of i guess you would say packaging it into a, a ministry where i had mm. like a passion now to get on stage not just to perform but to have those conversations afterwards because for me that's what inspired me it wasn't me being on stage for five minutes or 10 minutes or 15 minutes doing a set it was afterwards like talking to young people and just realizing like some of them like yeah man you know what like i you know some of the stuff you said like really really you know touched me and i'm thinking to myself like these are just songs that i wrote and i realized the words that i that i that god has placed in my heart that i was able to expel through a song can touch a young person I want to continue on with these conversations. You know, that is really powerful. What you're talking about right there, when you're talking about discovering what God has placed inside of you and expressing that. Mm -hmm. See, I think that's part of this, I, I, this whole idea of living missionally. It's that God has placed, you know, gifts, if you will, within every person. And part of living on mission is discovering those gifts, you know. Uh, and, you know, again, going back to Jesus, that was one of the things that made Jesus so successful. He knew what he was called to. He knew where his giftings were. And he focused on that. He discovered it and he focused on that. And so mm -hmm. that's part of what you did. You know, you, you realize, wait a minute. Okay, I think I have a thing for this. I, I'm able to do this. And obviously, when you got up on stage, I don't know, you are, uh, I know you're a very outgoing type of person, right? So, <laughs> I, like, when you got on stage, I don't know. Like, were you afraid? Were you nervous? I guess at some point you realize, okay, no matter what my emotions, I'm actually good at this thing. Like people are connecting to what I have to say. And what I'm saying, I know is not just for me. It's God that's putting all these words and these rhymes and these beats and whatever in my heart, in my spirit that I can express. And so what, talk, to, talk to the person that's listening that has discovered something in them but is afraid of expressing mm. it, mm -hmm. is afraid of bringing it out. Because there are some people, bro, in their washrooms, man, every morning, they're <laughs> rapping, buddy. I mean, they're, they're, sick. they're on stage, there's a thousand people in front of them. I mean, the, 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 the shower curtain is going up and down. I mean, they're just so excited, right? That's how but, you started, wasn't it, Pastor Snail? <laughs> Emily, I, I, I was hoping you wouldn't bring that up, but yeah, yeah actually, it's true. Um, you know, but talk to that person, you know, like what, what would you say to them that would inspire them to just put it out there. I would honestly say that one thing I've learned just through Jesus's teachings and, and just reading scripture and just getting an understanding is that 
God has placed specific people on planet Earth for a purpose, and it's all mm. about living purpose. And right. many people walk around and they they don't know what their purpose is, and so they live their lives saying, asking that question, "What's my purpose? What's my purpose?" As opposed to looking at their life today, looking at the gifts and talents that they have now, and working on them. So, I mean, the question was, you know, speak to that person who's out there who has a gift and talent and hasn't, you know, let it out. Work on your craft. If you believe that God has given you a gift to write or or God has given you a gift to sing, you know, work on it and work on it with a purpose to say, you know what, God, how can you use this to bless one person? Because at the time when I was writing rhymes, like I was just, I was just, I was like, okay, this actually sounds cool. Let me share it with my friends. And they're like, this is really good. We got to get you to do a song. So I did a song and originally the whole the whole idea of that was to perform this one song for a youth event that we had at our church. And so I was just more picturing, okay, how can I use this to glorify God? Kind of like how I see my musician friends glorifying God every single week through the praise and worship team. So I was going to give my one off just to bless them. And then God was like, okay, you've done this. Now I'm going to invite you to this youth group and you're going to do it this youth group. And now I'm going to invite you to this. And it just kind of spiraled. So I didn't have a plan and say, okay, you know what? I'm going to record an album. I'm going to go multi-platinum. It was when he used my gift to bless people and mm. God allowed it to go wherever it was. Well, so. it reminds me of what the Bible says. If you're faithful in a little, in the small things, God will place you over much. And maybe that's part of the advice um, that uh, that you're also giving to people that are listening to say, hey, start small. You know, right. start where you're at. Start helping five people. You know, it's incredible how people want to help a thousand people, but they haven't started with the fives or the tens or the fifteens mm-hmm. or the twenties. Mm-hmm. And so start with what you have. You know, start if you're at the office and you've got a, a devotional that God's been it's been burning on your heart, share it with some of the guys sitting at the in the lunchroom, you know, have a conversation with them about that. And sort of start from there and you'll never know as you pursue it where God can take you and what God can do. Yeah. Now I know and we want to sort of pivot now to this whole idea of inspiring others and connecting mm-hmm. others uh, to God's mission for their life. Right. So how, as you mean, you specifically work with youth right now. What are some of the challenges that you face as someone who's, you know, grown up, you, you went through your own phase during, uh, you know, your youth time. And what would you say to some of the youth out there now? Things are a little bit different. It's harder for them, you know, uh, um, at school and with their friends. And so what are some of the challenges that you face and how have you helped the youth overcome those so they are open to expressing their faith, to sharing the gospel, to reaching people? I think the number one thing that many young people and even adults face, uh, the the problem they face is that they're trying to figure out and discover things on their own. They're trying to be a passionate believer on their own. They're trying to learn more about God on their own as opposed to having people around them in a community to mm-hmm. love and support them. That's why the youth groups um, that are out there, I encourage them to be a uh, an environment where young people can grow, where they can share their challenges, where they can express their failures, but have loving support. I didn't really have that. Like I didn't have like a mentor, like, you know, I didn't have like a bigger brother or anybody who's close to me, but I had people that I looked up to. And as I continued to look up to them, that helped keep me grounded. Um, and it wasn't until again, to my later teens, early young adult years, where I was able to connect to somebody who I considered a mentor. And that really helped me. Like it, it was, uh, I would wrestle with certain things and I would, 
be able to sit them down and say, okay, I, I want to open up and share about the struggle that I'm dealing with. And just having somebody who, who is a listening ear who can give biblical sound advice and then also keep me encouraged and accountable moving forward helped me tremendously. So with young people, that's what I would love to do. And that's what I do, you know, as a youth pastor, I'm, I'm really like if most of the times you don't really see me in the office, I'm usually at a McDonald's or a Tim Hortons or anything with a young person and a hot cup of tea and a hot chocolate and just yeah. talking about life. Mm-hmm. And those are the inspirational moments. I have a list of young people who've, who've shared that their life has been inspired by me, not necessarily by the sermons I preach on a youth night, but the times that I spent with them and the text messages that I've sent out or the calls that I've made or the pickups from, from school, those things matter. So utilizing my most valuable asset, which is time and investing into them. You know, we're, we're running a little bit out of time, so I wanna make sure I get a couple of quick questions in here for you as well. Number one, what are some of the biggest struggles you see young people deal with today? And secondly, how do you help them bridge that gap between where they are and where they could be and how do you inspire them to make that leap of faith if you will the biggest problem i see is identity they're struggling with identity um they are surrounded in right here in north america canada specifically many different cultures many different aspirations many different things that are around them and they're trying to find themselves in it so they try you know a bunch of different decisions they make a lot of different decisions Mm -hmm. and they try uh, a bunch of different things to try to discover who they really are instead of realizing that as a believer your identity is in christ and so my challenge as a youth pastor is to really point at that to say you know everything comes from christ so you must know christ for yourself and then grow from there um and us as a church community we have to support our young people which may mean we have to watch them slip up and fall sometimes but be there to help them get back up and get them back on on their feet um i've made many decisions bad decisions myself and if it wasn't for good godly people around me i don't know where i'd be today um, so that's where my heart is at as a, as a youth pastor. And as you look at the Christian context and you look at the next 10 years or 20 years and you look at these young people that could be and will be tomorrow's leaders, what are some of the things that you're looking at just from a high level perspective as a youth pastor? What are you saying as a church, as a global church, you know, we need to do these things right today in order to make sure that our young people today become tomorrow's leaders who will stand for God. We need to ensure that the gospel is relatable for them. Um, Not that we take the gospel message and we dumb it down, we water it down or we jazz it up, but we make sure that it's relatable. Um, Many young people grow up and don't really understand the faith because they think that they they have to adapt it from their parents or they have to adapt it from their grandparents, not realizing that they can live it out today, not understanding the context of where it is right now. So in school today, how do I apply last week's message to my day-to-day life and I spend a lot of time researching and um, breaking down the scripture in a way so that when I present it to the young people they would understand it and then Monday morning they know how to live it out Uh, so it's very important for us to make sure that the gospel is pure and not jazzed up but the gospel is is really relatable for them at their age at their place in time And this really is what missional is being about, right? Living it out day to day and being able to influence and inspire the people around us to also live it out each day. Um, As we begin to close up, I think we should put Pastor Rock or Pastor Steph on the spot. (laughs) That's right. And see if he would give us a little bit of his hip hop that inspired so many others. 
come on, Pastor Dog, sure. let's hear what you got, man. I don't um, know, give us something, you know, just... Just let it flow, you know. I don't know what what the lingo is in hip hop, but let's just let it let it go, you know. Let it let it out. Let it out. All right, yes. cool. I got words and verses about scripture verses. Got blessings on my rhymes. That's why you never hear me cursing. When you and me conversing, I'm all about the first, second, and third person of the Trinity. I hope you're feeling me. With these words, verbs mixed together with 26 letters of the alphabet delivered to you with punchlines and similes. When people talk to me, they try to get into me. So I open my heart and I start to talk, but it's all about G-O-D. You see, it's not about me when I grab the mic. I just do my thing representing Jesus Christ speaking life because these kids, they got to live. So it's God I give. I ain't lying too many dying. No time to just be positive. I'm filled to the brim so my heart is overflowing and I got to use my gift and I got to make him known and I got to get you to see that this picture is bigger than me so I hope your heart and soul is ready to receive the words when I speak wow, wow yeah <laughs> that was incredible <laughs> bro bro I man you gotta can, is that can you can you teach people to do that or is this just it's got you either have it or you don't have Master it new, just stick with preaching just stick with yeah, preaching yeah. okay maybe that's what I should do yeah but that was incredible that was incredible so is there a, a way that people that are listening can connect with you um, Pastor Steph is there I don't know are you on social media is there some way that they can you know sort of connect if they have questions they want to get to know you a little better maybe they want to invite you to do some you know hip hop <laughs> rap stuff you know at a youth event maybe sure hit me up on my all of my social media platforms Forms are all the same name, Rock Fitness. I'm a fitness enthusiast, so R O C K F I T N 3 S S. So Rock Fitness with a three. Uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat. Yeah. Just Yo, go on and all. Yeah. Awesome. Well, listen, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Yes, and I believe, I know I was blessed, Emily. Yes, uh, absolutely. I, I thought, you know, it was so inspirational. And I believe that uh, our listeners were really encouraged today. And I want to thank you for your life, your example, and your ministry, and the impact that you're making for young people uh, in our city here in Toronto. Appreciate yes, it. Thanks thank for you. having me. And uh, God bless, you know, Pastor for Richard, all you do with uh, many churches across the area. And we believe that God's going to change lives consistently as we are faithful with Tim. Awesome. Amen. So um, uh, just in wrapping up, uh, just give me your thoughts maybe on what uh, Pastor Seth was sharing and uh, uh, let's just sort of condense everything and, and say, here are some key points that we learned today for those who are listening to this podcast. Mm -hmm. I love when he talked about using his, actually, initially, it didn't even seem like he knew that it was fully in him, you know, and it's, God has equipped us with so many things, so many gifting, so many talents, and it's when we begin to discover those things and go, God, I'm going to use it to glorify you, and then that's when we see God really... Uh, you know, advances in those areas and be able to influence others in those areas. And so that is, uh, you know, inspiring to me and going, God, what have you placed in me that I can use to bless others, to uh, share your word, to glorify who you are? So I think part of what you're saying is, number one, is we need to look at ourselves uh, in prayer and say to God, God, what have you deposited within me? What yeah. is the ability you've placed? And, and friends, listen, maybe it's not singing and speaking, because sometimes that's what we talk about a lot. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's mm -hmm. building relationships. Maybe you're a friendly person. People are drawn to you. Uh, maybe it's uh, you're good with your hands and you help people. And, and so because of that, you connect with people. At the end of the day, I think what really matters, Em, is no matter what the gifting is, it'll always have something to do with helping others. Yeah. It'll always have something to do with connecting with others. Uh, and secondly, uh, what I uh, got out of what Pastor Seth was sharing was express it. 
put it mm-hmm. out there. You may mm-hmm. not be perfect when you first share it or when you do what God's called you to do. You may not do it perfectly right and everything may not go as planned. But when uh, the more you express yourself, the more grace God gives you right. to develop in that calling. Yeah, that's exactly it. And you know, it's amazing how you see he's now inspiring youth, but he was inspired too. And how God just connects our lives and our relationships, right? Being missional is about community. It's about relationship. And he was inspired by his mother who lived faithfully. Now he is living faithfully and inspiring others around him. So maybe number three then. No, but number one, we talked about discovery, your call and prayer. Number two, express it no matter where you feel you're at. And number three is always think about the people that you're influencing mm-hmm. and impacting. Because when you focus on the people and not yourself, that allows God to use you for his glory because remember at the end of the day the the mission of God is all about bringing glory to God and Mm -hmm. it's not about ourselves it's about the mission of God that's so right. with that, uh, you know, I want to thank all of you for uh, tuning in today. And um, you know what? I hope you'll connect with us on a weekly basis. Listen, if you have questions uh, that you would want us to uh, answer on the air, please send them in. We love hearing from those who are listening to this podcast and uh, want to say we appreciate you so much. Uh, you can check us out on our website at www.passiontoreach.com uh, and you can get in touch with us that way. Or you can also find us if you just type in Passion to Reach uh, on Facebook or Twitter, uh, you'll find us there as well. So God bless you and thank you for so much for joining us today. Thank you for tuning in for another episode of Mission Connect. Join us next week. And if you haven't yet, please subscribe to our podcast on iTunes.